Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor who's been selling homes in North Texas with more than 21 years of experience. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with top community leaders, local businesses, and real estate industry experts to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. So you have such a treat. So to kick off October, um, we have a haunted series uh, today, and I'm so excited. Um, I have Mary Jacobs here, and she is the author of Haunted Plano, as well as I have Madeline Walker here, and she is the special events supervisor for the city of Plano. Yes. Welcome, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank Glad you so much here. for having us. I am so excited, and I know the viewers are like, Haunted Plano? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so let's talk and dive in. What, Mary, what brought you to write this? It's such an interesting um, book about and the haunted. So uh, I moved to Plano in 2009, mm -hmm. and like many people who live in North Dallas mm -hmm. and Park Cities, I had a lot of sort of bigoted ideas about Plano. <laughs> One was that it came up in the 1980s out of nowhere, and there was basically a big old soulless suburb. So when I got here, I discovered that the city has some really interesting history, mm -hmm. and it's actually been settled since the 1840s. and. Um, and, and, and also has a lovely downtown, and many yes. of the buildings there are very old. And I discovered that some of them had had experiences of something that was not explained. Yes. And so, but the way the book really got started was in 2017, I talked to Michelle Hawkins at the city of Plano and said, hey, wouldn't it be great if Plano had a ghost tour? And she said, oh, I've been wanting to do that, but I don't have the budget to hire a writer and researcher. So I said, I do it. And uh, the, I wrote the script, it was about 5,000 words. And I thought, what's another 25,000 <laughs> and turned it into a book. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so interesting. There's so many different things. Um, and then from this book, the city of Plano, mm -hmm. let's talk about, you know, what's, you know, the, it has tours. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we, um, as Mary was talking about, the city did develop uh, a, a ghost tour event that happens every year. It's called Apparition Expedition. And it's really fun. We try to include as many downtown businesses and historic homes in the tour as we possibly can. Whenever people purchase their tickets, they get to go into these spaces and hear the stories that are happening. And they're all natural, real stories from people who have lived there or worked there currently or in the past of these unexplained things mm -hmm. that are happening there. So um, we get to do a walking tour of downtown. It's always in October and it's just so much fun. We, we try to add new places as we can as they come up. And so this year we have a new house um, that people who have ever been on the tour before will get to see for the first time. So exciting, yeah. so exciting. And we had talked about the tour um, that y'all have been doing it for several years, um, obviously during COVID mm -hmm. um, it had to, you know, so you did a, a film? Yes, there was a movie produced. Yeah. So that was really, really great. We still have it in fact in 2021. Um, we were still not very comfortable with asking business owners and families to open their homes to the public. So we did a movie taping of it and we um, we did, you know, popcorn concessions and stuff. We got to air that film for people who wanted to see it, which was great. But it was a unique way to be able to t still tell those stories and um, share the history of Plano with people in a way that they could watch it at home from the safety of their homes. Yes. And 
um, yeah, it was really fun and we still have it. So we, we were trying to figure out how to incorporate it into future events so okay. that it doesn't just stay in those two years. Yeah, We can carry it forward. The film has stories from outside of downtown Plano, like mm -hmm. West Plano. Right. So they got to include some stories that some of the best stories are not necessarily downtown. Yeah, so they got right. to include yeah. some of those too. The oh, normal definitely. tour is all walking. So whenever we did the film, we were able to include those those businesses and those places that aren't normally on our route. So right. it was because it's not just thing. downtown. That's one yeah. of the <laughs> Exactly. And there's so much history across the entire city. It was wonderful to be able to. So you people it. that maybe live in downtown, it's not just y'all. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, but I think it's just fascinating. So let's talk about, you know, when, um, when the tour happens, when tickets, we'll have that information here on the podcast. Sure. So the tour is on October 27th. It's going to kick off at 5 p.m. That's a Friday. Um, and we'll have two different waves. So you can either sign up for the early one or if anybody wants to wait until after dinner, we'll have an 8 o'clock wave as well. Um, we do have some limited tickets just because we can only accept about 15 to 20 people in some of our locations. And we want to make sure we aren't um, overstaying our welcome or overextending our welcome. And those tickets go on sale on September 14th, so on Thursday this week. Um, so by the time that y'all are hearing this, the tickets are most likely already on sale. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah. So, and then you also have another event in mm -hmm. conjunction with that. Yeah, so um, on October 28th, and they were conjoined events last year. So if y'all came to our event last year, you'll know that they happened at the same time. Um, but this year we're doing it in two separate dates. So October 28th, the day after, if you've not gotten enough of the spooky <laughs> feeling for the season, you're welcome back into downtown Plano. We'll be having Rust in Plano Fest or Rip Fest as we lovingly call it. And that is a, a big Halloween party or a big Halloween festival that we put on and it's free to the public. And we'll have food, games, um, all kinds of shopping and it's all Halloween type shopping and a giant blackout maze this year. So. Um, and, and a puppy costume contest. There's constantly <laughs> new things being added, but it's tons of fun. Starts at five o'clock in downtown Plano on October 28th. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exciting. Well, let's talk, get back to the book um, and highlight some, you know, some of your favorite stories okay. um, that, from the book. Well, I tell people that the most haunted place in Plano is the Masonic Lodge. Okay. You can't walk in there on your own. You have to be on the tour, mm -hmm. maybe be friends with one of the Lodge brothers. <laughs> yeah. But um, during the tour, they take you up these dark stairs and you go into this meeting room and it's candle lit. And on each side of the wall are these portraits, some of them very old. I mean, yeah. like, you know, painted portraits mm -hmm. of former lodge um, presidents or whatever they're yeah. called. And um, so you feel already this sort of presence and it's mm -hmm. very atmospheric. And I think the reason why it's such a great place is that the brothers have collected stories. Mm -hmm. uh, they all, one, there's one guy there named Kevin Maine who has just kept track of all these stories and he tells them so well, he just kind of deadpans it. And it's stories of, of people being there uh, alone at night and hearing steps like heavy boots coming up the steps, uh, going into the main room and seeing all the, they're, they're kind of theater type seats. So yeah. seeing all the seats up and then going back a little later when nobody else is there and uh, some of the seats are down, like someone decided to come in and have a seat. Uh, they've heard children laughing. Obviously there are no children there. So just lots of different little spooky, unexplained things. So that's my favorite. Very interesting. I'm, you know, I'm intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I would, you know, so that's Messiah. Let's um, talk about, um, is there a house that just, you know, well, 
on the cover. Yes, <laughs> yes, and not yes, free to the cover. Each East Sixteenth Street. This is a house called the Carpenter House. Yeah. Um, the second family that owned it was the Carpenters, um, and it's now privately owned. At one time, it was like a bridal venue, party yeah. venue. Uh, it's now privately owned, but the owner is nice enough to open the house up. Is she opening up this year? Not this year. That is not the beaten path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's well, it's it's uh, it is, it, but it's a beautiful old Victorian. She's got it decorated in a kind of goth Victorian style. It's a very uh, beautiful house and um, she, lots of pumpkins and candles. And it's, uh, so that's my favorite house. And she's had some experiences. People have heard sounds of piano playing, unexplained. Mm -hmm. She does not own a piano. Oh, um, okay, <laughs> my memory is correct. <laughs> and uh, the reason why they think this is happening is that the Mrs. Carpenter was a piano player and there are stories of people walking by and hearing her play the piano because she played inside this little bay window. Okay. And so maybe she still plays. Who knows? Maybe she does. Oh, I see. I, I, everyone's taking, jotting down notes. You're just like, I'm going to be driving by this house. <laughs> yeah. If you've driven around downtown, you've you probably see, noticed this house. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really quite, yeah. quite it's a beautiful uh, house. Beautiful, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. No, I mean, there's so many beautiful architect, you know, old homes. And, really going down. Some of them turned into businesses. Mm -hmm. Some of them are you know, still private residents, but I mean, just beautiful, beautiful. And people don't really realize that, you know, of Plano, everyone thinks of Plano as being, you know, newer, right. you know, not you know, your historic, you know, type of homes. Right. And so they just don't connect that mm -hmm. uh, with it. So I love, you know, I love all this and the haunted, you know, just the hauntedness of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the house also has a well which is, you know, like an old school well, like if you ever saw the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so let's, I know we, and, um, we've talked about this and um, when we were getting together and I was intrigued on the urban legends. <laughs> <laughs> so she does have an expert, an expert in this book of urban legends, which is a very intriguing. Yes, yes. And everyone always wants to hear those. Yes, yes. <laughs> Um, uh, there were a couple that were particularly predominant sort of around the 1970s and people who grew up in Plano who are now my age and in my 60s um, will love to tell these stories. One is the goat man, a half man, half goat, yes. <laughs> spooky character near a bridge that used to be near Dublin Road and okay. teenagers would go out there and maybe be drinking and having a good time and some people swear they saw his glowing red light, red eyes, oh, wow. things like that. Um, actually, a little fun tidbit, many places have a goat man story. Yes. It's a very common urban legend. Denton has a very famous one called Goatman's Bridge. Um, so it's, a, it, and each of them have their own origin story. So that was a fun deep dive for me. Yeah. Uh, another big uh, urban legend in Plano around the same time was Ranch 111. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, no longer there. It used to be a scout ranch, number 111. It was at the intersection of Garland, Richardson, and Plano. Okay. All just houses yeah. now. But again, teenagers would go out there and just maybe to go drinking or hang out. And some people saw some devil worshipers. And this was in a time when that was kind of something teenagers might have done, maybe right. just goofing around right. for the most part. Um, and kind of a fun coda to that story. If you are a fan of King of the Hill, as I am, <laughs> yes. there is one episode that involves uh, Bobby Hill getting involved with a group of Satanists and they're really just uh, wannabes, yeah. <laughs> not dangerous. <laughs> and he goes out with them. And I have to wonder if Mike Judge, who grew up in Richardson, 
was modeling that story on Ranch 111. So if I ever meet him, that's the first question I asked Mike Judge. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. I know the urban legends I always think are just, you know, just great. They're great conversation pieces. Because yeah. yeah. you always hear, and then someone will, you always have someone that will pop up and be like, oh, I've seen that. And I you're know. like, oh, really? <laughs> and one of the people I spoke to, Kenny Bush, he's my age. I think another attraction of the urban legends was you would go out with a girl and she would get scared and she would <laughs> grab you. <laughs> If you were a teenage boy. Oh, goodness. No. Well, I mean, so there's always a purpose. There's always an alternative mode <laughs> when it comes to those. Well, let's also you know, talk a little bit more into the book. Um, and we talked about, you know, your favorite story. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And we talked about your favorite home, mm -hmm. um, urban legends. Uh -huh. Let's talk about some, you know. Dark history? Yes. <laughs> I do include dark history, what I call dark history in the book. It's stories and things that happen that probably won't get in the Visitor's Bureau version mm -hmm. of Plano. Right. Um, but they're part of our history. They're sad, um, but they also tell us how resilient people were right. back then. And the most interesting one to me, particularly once the COVID-19 pandemic hit, yeah. was there was an epidemic of smallpox in Plano yes. in 1895. Mm -hmm. There is a small pioneer cemetery over on the west side. Mm -hmm. uh, it's between two fairly new large houses, uh, but it has been preserved. Yeah. And that was started because of this pen because of this epidemic. They had to just bury the the people right. quickly and nearby. And unfortunately, um, it happened because the Collinsworth family was being they were being good neighbors. A man came through, he was a peddler. He didn't have a place to sleep, but it probably wasn't anything over on that side of town. Right. They let him come in, as you would do back then, yeah. uh, and ha gave him a bed. And he got up in the morning and he said he didn't feel very well, but he went on his way. And the two girls, young girls, changed the linens. And by a week later, one of them was dead oh. of smallpox. And then to kind of compound it, because they didn't really know very much about germs and viruses back then. Um, they had a funeral. It rained that day. Everybody piled into one house with the windows closed and then it spread. Yeah. So uh, there was a quarantine. It, they had armed guards patrolling what is now Park Boulevard, Spring Valley, Coit, and I think Preston Road. Yeah. And you could not leave. And apparently wow. you, you know, some people would come to the edge and drop off groceries, try to help people out. There was one man who had had smallpox mm -hmm. and was able to kind of go back and forth. I guess they knew enough about the immunity yeah, by then. Yes, I guess I so. so. I mean, it sounds like what yeah. we experienced in 2020. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, it was it was very difficult and, and it was very hard to know how to what to do other than right. to just kind of isolate those folks until it kind of blew through. Wow. So very sad. Wow. Um, but and actually at that point in time, a vaccine actually was available, but it was very hard to get out on the frontier. Mm -hmm. yeah. So most people wouldn't have been vaccinated. Right. So. Oh, and going back to the cemeteries, oh, that's something we kind of talked about. I think, you know, that is always a neat, you know, yes, um, some people are, you know, a little bit freaked out <laughs> when I see one in the middle of the neighborhood. But I mean, they're beautiful. Yeah, you know, they're beautiful, um, and it's just you know, it's you know, part of it. But you know, it's always people are kind of caught off guard in real estate. I say they're very quiet neighbors. Very quiet. <laughs> <laughs> they're 
<laughs> I pick one of those out in a heartbeat. Oh, me too. <laughs> so, um, and we mentioned, you know, how you know, that um, one is beautiful, as well as the one that no one really, you know, you forget it's even there, right there at Shots of Legacy. Right in the middle, yes. Yeah, I mean, people actually, I think a lot of times when they're driving by, think it's a park. Mm -hmm. And then they, you know, if they're walking, they're like, oh no, that's actually a cemetery. <laughs> it's exactly, it is an old one too. Yes. It's one of the oldest. I think there, I mean, there's some people from like, War of 1812 or something. I mean, it goes back quite a ways. Wow. Um, I mean, they had served in that war. Right. Um, yeah, one of the things I think Plano whites can be very proud of is that these small cemeteries have been, for the most part, taken care of very well. Um, in the case of the one with the smallpox yeah. epidemic, uh, the developer built around it yes. and kept that land uh, intact. And, um, and Eagle Scouts, Master Gardening Clubs, they've done projects over the years. So we've really done a pretty good job, I think, as a city of preserving this piece of our history. Right, definitely preserving it, nominating it, um, yep, right. go, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, really making sure it's taken care of because mm -hmm. it's so easy for things to just, you know, go by the wayside and then it, it becomes an eye, you know, unfortunately an eyesore. Right. And you don't want that right. with these um, places. And you want to celebrate, I would say celebration of Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's um, let's talk one more thing. I was kind of intrigued, and I think people may be intrigued. We talked about the movie, and we talked about the west um, side of Plano. Is there? And we talked, and um, obviously, cemetery is in the dark. Is there somewhere else that you'd like to highlight that was over that maybe it's not going to be on the walking tour? Uh, on the west side or yes. just anywhere? Oh, anywhere. Or, or it could be the west side central. Sure, sure. Um, or maybe one of your favorites. Maybe one of your favorites that's not on the tour but was able to be in the movie. Um, Collinwood House is a good one. Yeah. Um, well, I, I would love to talk about the Old City Cemetery oh. because that in 2019 was a part of the tour and we would love to have it as a part of the tour in the future. But this is um, this is an area within the Douglas community. Oh, yeah. um, so it's it's got both a newer portion of the cemetery, but also the historically African-American cemetery plot. Yes. And um, we've had we've had the distinct privilege of being able to ferry people, well, trolley people over to that uh, cemetery in the downtown area in the Douglas community and be able to tell that portion of our history, which yes. is so important and often left out. So um, I, I would love to be able to include that in a tour again in the future. And uh, a lot of that, again, is just making sure that it's preserved and taken care of and that we're not bringing hundreds of pairs of feet through it uh, yeah. on one night in particular. Um, but I do think that those stories are really important to be told and, and maybe we're able to do that again soon. Well, it would be a new expansion. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, this was so great. I enjoyed so much. I know viewers, um, you can get on Amazon and get this book. Um, and we are going to have information on the upcoming events um, that the city of Plano is going to have this month. And mm -hmm. um, so if you want to, if tickets are sold out, it's okay. You know, you can still go to the events. Yeah. Um, the, and Saturday events mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe, you know, just kind of catch a glimpse of um, the Friday anyways. So. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll do it again next year. So yes. we're hopefully always making it bigger and better so we can bring more people Def on it. Oh, yeah. definitely. It's safe. And then you can save the day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We'd love to have you. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. Let's cheers to cheers. Haunted Plano. Yeah. <laughs> Haunted Plano. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for tuning in. 
Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify, as well as Kimberly's YouTube channel. If you'd like to contact Kimberly directly, you can email her at KimberlyWoodard at Ebby.com or call 214-632-2092. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.